Good morning. Thank you for joining us for Maddens and Prayers on this Wednesday, January the 13th. Uh, we'll be following the service of Matins on page 219 of the Lutheran Service Book, page 219. Uh, our, here, our psalm, I should say, is Psalm 32, verses 1 to 7. Psalm 32, verses 1 to 7. Our hymn is, Not What These Hands Have Done, Hymn 567, stanza 3. Hymn 567, stanza 3. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Praise to you, O Christ. Alleluia. Blessed be God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship Him. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise unto him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. The deep places of the earth are in his hand. The strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, for he made it and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Blessed be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Oh, come, let us worship.
Psalm 32, verses 1 to 7. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you. I did not cover my iniquity. I said I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now will be forever. Amen. Hymn 567, uh, Not With What These Hands Have Done, stanza four, I believe. Stanza three. Stanza three. reading today is from Romans chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. What then shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh? For if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, 
but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. Now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted as righteousness. Just as David also speaks of the blessing of the one to whom God counts righteous apart from works. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord will not count his sin. Is this blessing then only for the circumcised or also for the uncircumcised? We say that faith was counted to Abraham as righteousness. How then was it counted to him? Was it before or after he had been circumcised? It was not after, but before he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that he had by faith while he was still uncircumcised. The purpose was to make him the father of all who believe without being circumcised, so that righteousness would be counted to them as well, and to make him the father of the circumcised, who are not merely circumcised, but also walk in the footsteps of the faith that our father Abraham had before he was circumcised. For the promise to Abraham and his offspring that he would be the heir of the world did not come through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For it is the adherents of the law who are to be heirs. Faith is null and void, and the promise is void. For the law brings wrath, but where there is no law, there is no transgression. That's why it depends on faith, in order that the promise may rest on grace and be guaranteed to all his offspring, not only to the adherent of the law, but also to the one who shares the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it's written, I have made you the father of many nations. In the presence of the God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that are not that do not exist in hope that he believe, in hope Abraham believed against hope that he should become the father of many nations as he had been told so shall your offspring be he did not weaken in faith when he considered his own body which is as good as dead since he was about a hundred years old or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's womb. No distrust made him waver concerning the promise of God, but he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God, fully convinced that God was able to do what he had promised. That is why his faith is counted to him as righteousness. But the words it was counted to him were not written for his sake alone, for ours also. It will be counted to us who believe in him, who raised him from the dead, Jesus our Lord, who was delivered up for our trespasses and raised for our justification. O Lord, have mercy on us. Thanks be to God. Forever, O Lord, 
Your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Our reading today is by uh, Jacob Andre. Uh, He was one of the writers of the Formula of Concord uh, back in 1580. Here, Philippians chapter 3, verse 7 to 11, Paul clearly explains the righteousness of faith and what it consists of. That God looks at his son and for his sake permits us not to suffer for our sins. Instead, he regards us as righteous, as if we were neither sinners nor corrupted by nature. He looks at the power of Christ's resurrection and our sharing of his suffering. For Christ's suffering and death are our death, and we become like him through faith. We enjoy the power of his resurrection. And similarly, he writes in Romans 4.25, He was put to death for our trespasses and raised for our justification. That means as soon as Christ rose from the dead, the power of his resurrection was so great that whoever believed on him was no longer considered a sinner, but was considered righteous in God's sight. For he had put on the obedience of Christ, which he rendered the the Father even unto death. It is written in Galatians 3.27, For as many of you as were baptized in Christ have put on Christ. Or again in Colossians 2.12-14, You were buried with him, Jesus, in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith, which God effects. God who raised him from the dead, and you who were dead in sin, God made alive with him, having forgiven us all our sins, having canceled the bond which stood against us. From all this, it is plain and clear that when the Holy Scripture speaks of the righteousness of faith and of our justification in God's sight, nothing else can be understood but this, one, how we are declared utterly free in God's sight of our sins, which we have committed, which still cling to our flesh, which we cannot completely lay aside as long as we live in this world. And two, what God looks upon and why he will not regard us as sinners and does not cast us away and condemn us eternally as sinful, disobedient children because of the obedience of Christ which he rendered to his father even unto death as a satisfaction and payment for our sins and as our righteousness. We sing the Te Deum.
We praise you, O God. We acknowledge you to be the Lord. All the earth now worships you, the Father everlasting. To you all angels cry aloud, the heavens and all the powers therein. To you cherubim and seraphim continually do cry. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of Sabaoth, heaven and earth are full of the majesty of your glory. The glorious company of the apostles praise you. The goodly fellowship of the Prophets praise you, the noble army of martyrs praise you, the holy church throughout all the world does acknowledge you, the father of an infinite majesty, your adorable true and only son. Also the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. You are the King of glory, O Christ. You are the everlasting Son of the Father. When you took upon yourself to deliver man, You humbled yourself to be born of a virgin. When you had overcome the sharpness of death, you opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. You sit at the right hand of God, in the glory of the Father. We believe that you will come to be our judge. We therefore pray you to help your servants, whom you have redeemed with your precious blood. Make them to be numbered with your saints in glory everlasting. O Lord, save your people and bless your heritage. Govern them and lift them up forever. Day by day we magnify you, and we worship your name for ever and ever. Grant, O Lord, to keep us this day without sin. O Lord, have mercy upon us, have mercy upon us. 
O Lord, let your mercy be upon us as our trust is in you. O Lord, in you have I trusted. Let me never be confounded. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, hear my prayer, and let my cry come to you. O Lord, mercifully receive the prayers of your people who call upon you and grant that they both perceive and know what things they ought to do and also may have the grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Father in heaven, at the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, you proclaimed him your beloved Son and anointed him with the Holy Spirit. Make all who are baptized in his name faithful in their calling as your children and inheritors with him of everlasting life. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, Almighty Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all of our doings being ordered by your governance may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us this morning for Maddens and Prayers. Uh, we will be having uh, Maddens and Prayers tomorrow live here at the church. Uh, you're welcome to join us at 9 o'clock. Uh, may God bless you this day.